Welcome everyone to Ian's Untitled Scene Show. I am very excited because we have not only a multiple time returning friend of the show, but also a friend off the air who has never been on the show before. This is one of my favorite bands and they have a brand new album that by the time this comes out will have just come out on Friday. I am talking about Saving Vice. We've got Tyler and Robbie this time. So guys, how are you doing today? Pretty fucking good, man. Doing good, man. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Now, how did you like that intro? Did that work for you guys? Yeah. Yeah, it sounded great to me. All right. I'm still working on how much excitement I put into things. How much do I just <laughs> go, oh, I know these guys. I mean, I've, I've known them for so long now. Like, what does it matter? But I figured I'd, like, pump it up a little bit more, you know? Right, yeah. God, his voice is like butter. <laughs> your, voice is like, your voice is like butter, Ian. It really it's like is. So, it's such a radio voice. It's so dude. soothing, man. I wish I had your voice. I love, look. I love both of your voices, by the way, and especially oh, what I love about having you guys on the show is I actually get compliments, and <laughs> you guys know how I feed off that, and I just need it. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> but now, go past that a little bit right now, and let me give you the compliments, because that's actually what I think I'm best at, and I have to say, the new album, Hello There, is so fucking good, and I'm not saying that because you guys are on the show. I told Tyler, I think I wrote a whole thing out there, but I just have to tell both of you right now how fucking good it really is. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. That means a lot. Yeah, it's it's always like we go back and forth every day between being 100% confident and then like, "Eh, what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, we recorded this album almost a year ago to the date, like back in January. of. That's when you guys had your original interview um, while we were at the studio recording this. And it's like, I'm sure you've, you've talked to a lot of artists and stuff like that, and all of them say, you know, similar stuff, but it's like, you know, you hear this album for a fucking year over and over and over and over and over again. And it's like, we pick up on shit like, oh, I hate my voice there. Oh, I could have recorded that guitar riff better. You know what I mean? Like ah, sure. we pick up on the small stuff. So it's like, like Tyler said, it's good to take a break and just kind of come back every now and then mm-hmm. to the album. And then you're like, fuck. And then you remember that it's like, you know, you feel reassured with what you wrote. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I am like no shame. You know, I got in this because I wanted to just write music. I wanted to hear because, like, no one was making the exact metalcore I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I will just make it myself. <laughs> and I know, shame. I probably listened to the album twice a day wow. since we had all the masters back. And I'm not on average. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. love it. And, like, yeah, of course, there's always going to be things that I would have improved on. But, like, you can't dwell on that stuff. Yeah. I try to listen to it as an outside listener. Right. Like, if yeah. I was a fan, this was another band. I'd be obsessed with it. And that's what gives me confidence. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of musicians, um, I mean, some of them don't, I guess, but that's something that always like boggled my mind was sort of like, you would, you should want to write music. You want to listen to. That's the whole point of this, right? Like you want to, you shouldn't write music for fans. You should write it for yourself. And then if people like it, then that's obviously yeah, like the bonus. You, like obviously it's all the expression, you know? Yeah. You yeah. throw, you throw your fans a bone. Like, you know, it's like, you oh, know, yeah, well, you yeah. like, you know what they want to hear. And like, you're, I mean, half the fun of it, it's like a business. You're giving them a product that you know that your customer wants. But at the same time, like, if I don't like hearing it, if I, if I don't want to listen, like, I love when I'm listening to another band and I'm like, you know what? I'd rather listen to my shit. <laughs> I don't like it when I have, I wouldn't hate having my own music where I'm like, I'd rather go listen to this other band. And then just like, I like this other band way better. Right. Like, not that I think we're better than other bands, but I wrote it exactly how I wanted it. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, let's just, why don't we go in right now, and Tyler, would you list out all the bands that you think you're better than? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get that out of me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I am such a believer 
in a like objective and subjective. Yeah, for sure. Like in that, like, you know, so few people, and we talked about this, I think on the last interview, mm-hmm. so few people can just take anytime I hear someone that's just like that band sucks yeah. with like, just cause I'm like, that's like, I uh, instantly don't care about your opinion anymore because that's all it is. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, so it's like, it, it, it's, you can, you can tell me why you don't like it, why you feel a certain way about it. But at the end of the day, it's just what you feel. Yeah. And exactly. like, so it's, so it's like, I don't think that we're better than anyone. I think we do some things better than some other bands, but I think Absolutely. there's definitely bands that do things way better than us. And, but like, that's also like, that's my business. Like no yep. one cares that I think I'm better than anyone at anything. <laughs> so it's like, and right. I, like no one wants to hear that shit. <laughs> yeah. All we can, all we can do is just be the best that we can be. And you yep. know what I mean? Like we all have different skill sets with, you know, my songwriting, obviously and Tyler's and Chase's vocals. Like mm-hmm. we just, you know, we take advantage of our own, um, you know, strengths and weaknesses and we recognize them and make the best product that we possibly can. So that's what we did on hello there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, what I really liked about what you said earlier, too, is that, as you know, you probably you know listen to a lot of interviews, whether the ones that I've done or other people have done, where a band will straight up say, yeah, I can't listen to my own music. Right. So, well, I mean, act some, there's some actors like that. I mean, Johnny Depp has never watched a movie he's been in. It might just be a psychological Burns out thing. From it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, or you might just like want to maybe some, you know, it's like, hey, that's for other people. You know, there's a lot yeah. of different reasons I feel like people do that. But I feel like there's definitely a lot of bands that just aren't making music for themselves anymore yes. and are just trying to do it to keep it going. Yeah, and keep get, get they're focusing on the fucking on the buck. Yeah, and, and you don't and and it's they're not happy. It's like you can hear it. Like it's it's like every album that I I am a firm believer and I could never confirm or deny this. Mm-hmm. Like like for sure. But it's like I, you can tell which albums. When it's like the albums that really lost their touch when the band had all of their flair and they were at their peak and then they start releasing those albums that might be a little more marketable, but sure. they're just kidding. There's no passion to it. There's like no effort. You can just tell that there was no yeah. thought put into the lyrics because it's like, and I, it's upsetting for everyone involved, I feel like. Right. Yeah. But I, don't I, know. I think we're, we're a good band where we all are, we're, we like to challenge each other, you know, and it's like, I, I know I personally pushed Tyler a lot on this album and, you know, we were in the studio and he would, <coughs> excuse me, we were in the studio and he would, um, you know, he would have, you know, make a take or whatever. And then he goes sit down. And I'm like, you can do that better, man. Like people like, like he was just saying like people can hear your emotion and your passion in your music. And it's yeah. like, you know, you want to make sure you capture that in the mic. And I think that a lot of the bands that are quote unquote selling out or however you want to say it, you know, you can, you can hear that in their music and their fans recognize that it's like, you know, you can feel their conviction or lack thereof, you know? And it's like, right. You know, and I'm not afraid to tell Tyler Chase, like, you can do that better. You can scream that better. You can, you know, so, yeah, that, that is definitely important when you're uh, recording your music. Well, I'll go back to something that you guys mentioned a little bit ago, but I do want to hit on what you just said there, Robbie. So, Tyler, for you, when you're in there and you think you hit a take, but then Robbie says something like that, was there anything going through your mind? Was there a time where you were like, wait a second, I really think I got that? How'd you wrap your head around Okay, what am I going to change in this to make this please everybody? I mean, it, there's sometimes where I'll straight up be like, like fuck you, it was good and I liked <laughs> it. Like if I really liked how it like it depends on if I'm like there's hey, I thought it was good enough and I really liked the way it came out. Those are two mm-hmm. different things. Right. So if they're like I might have done like a certain inflection or tone or thing which I thought sounded really sick to my ears that Robbie didn't vibe with mm-hmm. and when it's that shit, I'm like trust me, shut up. But if it's straight up like yo like that could have been like harder, grittier, or this or that. 
I might get a little frustrated at sure. first, but it's like always ends up working out. And it's like, especially with Randy from if I were you, who, oh, as yeah. you know, we, we record with, yep. he is the best person ever to work with on vocals. because He's such a great singer and yeah. he can like, he will connect every dot that I can't connect for me mm-hmm. when I'm trying to figure out what's missing. Like it might, it might be like, a, Oh, do like a, huh? Or it might be like, Oh, shake your head a little bit when you say that part. So ah, it gets a vibration. Yeah. I think like um, sometimes it's a little shit that yeah, I don't even hear Rand- until I hear it better. I think, yeah, I think um, we're, we're definitely playing on whether we work with Randy or not again, I think I definitely want to invite him at least as a vocal producer on, mm-hmm. you know, the next album we put out or whatever new material we do. Um, just because what Tyler said, he's so patient and so friendly and kind. Like that's awesome. it's just so important to have in a, in a producer's like personality. Oh yeah, um, for vocals especially because it's such an anxiety like ridden thing. Yeah, and you and get it's, so it's your body. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I like, hit a guitar riff wrong, like it's whatever. But it's like when you sing vocals wrong, if you're out of key or your tone's not good, it's like it's your physical body. So you feel like criticized for yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah, and and on, and on top of that, it's like stuff where when it's another vocalist, he understands you don't have to, I'm, I'm completely comfortable and open and I can like fuck up and like bear my soul and just be as raw or, and I'm not, if you're, if you have a producer who's an asshole and I've worked with them before, oh, yeah. it's like, it ruins it because you're so tense. Like you can't be tense when you're recording vocals. You have to be like in the moment and relaxed and fluid. And like, if you have someone who's got you all stressed out because you can feel them getting stressed out because you had to do the same take 14 times, blah 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 it's like yeah it's contagious like and it ruins the whole process yeah so. so i think randy randy's a good mediator i think um and he's very non-biased like if i have an idea and he likes it he'll say it you yeah. know and if he thinks that tyler's idea is better you know he'll stick with that and this band has been all about compromises there's stuff on this album i wanted that the other guys didn't that made it in mm-hmm. and there's stuff i wanted that you know, uh, that I didn't want in that they wanted in, for example, I'll give you an example, yep. uh, nerve damage. Tyler really wanted to have that lo-fi as I wonder. And I wanted to go. I still want to go. And I think it sucks, but <laughs> he said it sounded great. And he said, fucking trust me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pick my battles. Yeah. I'll trust you on that. So to you guys listening, let us know if you, uh, <laughs> what you guys think. do you think I'm right? Do you think it sucks or do you like it? Let us know. I but, definitely liked it. I can tell you yeah, that I liked it. You. So <laughs> he, he said, it's like a deaf tone thing. You wouldn't get it. It's before your time. Just trust me. <laughs> and I was like, that's what he said. He's like, it's like a deaf tone's homage. Just, yeah. just bear with me well, here. There, I was like, all right, whatever. Well, that's, that was one thing that came in a lot in this pro the writing process is like, because we just listen to different music and we have different musical backgrounds. And there was stuff that like Robbie got in Robbie, for how good he is at writing, which I will credit you for that. Yeah, like, very good. Yep. He got into metalcore and this whole stuff like on the tail end of it. So like he missed so much shit. And so there'll be stuff where like I know it's a sure thing, but he doesn't get it because he wasn't there when that maybe niche was around or something like that. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it's like just musical stuff that I can't hear because I'm musically illiterate. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just yeah, and I feel like it's like a bit um what's the word uh, sacrilegious or I can't, I can't remember the word for it, but yeah, I know I was very late to the scene. I didn't really get into scene music till like, I was more of like a, a new metal kid growing sure. up. Yeah. I was super into Slipknot. I love disturbed. I love corn. I love all that stuff. So I came from that end of the spectrum, I guess. And then right. I kind of um, dove into scene music, like a data member and rise against were huge um, bands for me. Blink 182, um, the latter half of high school. And I'm younger than the rest of the guys. I'm 25. Yep. So 
you know, chase. yeah. So I, like Tyler <laughs> said, I am kind of late to the game. I know that sounds kind of, like I said, sacrilegious or whatever, but, um, but no, I definitely miss that whole era of the, you know, where under oath was, you know, the top dog. Yeah. And you guys are both older, you, Ian and Tyler. So, you know, I miss that. Yeah. I have a personal story about that. I remember talking to Robbie one time on the phone and I mentioned the band Thursday and he was like, who's that? Yeah. I've seen Thursday like three times. <laughs> yeah. Almost well, I'm not even mind. a huge fan of Thursday. I don't even know nuts. who the fuck Thursday was. I'm like, what's on Thursday? He's like, no, the band Thursday. It's like, well, that's one of those bands too where there's bands like Thursday where I liked like two songs by them. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. the respect was there. It's kind of like the Foo Fighters. Like, I hate the Foo Fighters, but I have like nothing but love and respect for <laughs> oh, Dave Grohl. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dave Grohl is literally a god. I just don't want to hear his music. Like, right. it's like, it's, you know, it's whatever. Like, I know it's good. It's just not good for me. And that's what I wish more people could just yes, admit. Exactly. Right. Like, you know what I mean? See yep. something objectively. And like Tyler was saying earlier, looping back to what he said. Yeah. Just kind of like recognize talent and recognize skill. It's like, you know, there are bands like um, that I'm like, like he said, I'm just not a fan of. I yep. just can't get into them. Um, Dance Gavin Dance is a great example. I just can't get into their music, but I respect what they do. I think exactly. they're excellent musicians. Yep. Um, I think Tillian's a great vocalist, but it's just not for me. Yeah. And uh, they, they invented a subgenre and they invented, Swan, yeah, Swan Car. I mean, yeah. And they've, they've really, they've, they have a huge fan base and they've been kicking around for a long time. And I just, just never got into dude, it. But you know, like I, I said, believe, dude, this is, I don't know if this dates me, but I saw like higher ground where our show is yeah. in March. I saw dance Gavin dance for the first time play there when Johnny Craig was in the band. Wow. And like two, when I was like 19, damn, like, that was like my first experience with them. And I honestly, didn't like it really like i like i mean i was never i was never a big fan of them to be honest but like i but they were crazy yeah you know what i mean it was one of those things where i was like yeah this is dope it's just not for me like you know thursday yeah. is like legendary but it's like i was never hardcore into that but i feel like thursday is kind of like a niche thing you know with like converge sure. there's those bands that are just a, a religion yes. to those dudes and that was a little bit before my time too a little bit like thursday was even pre it was before like, my, my time too yeah yeah so, like, I was lucky to even have caught them when they were still in their prime at all, you know? Right. It's one of those things, I think that's a good line of a way that a mind should work in the music scene is we all have bands that we don't like for whatever reason it happens to be. But to be able to separate and say, well, look, I know these people have great work ethic. I know they have a great sound for other people, but it just doesn't work for me. So for me, you know, you mentioned a couple bands there, Dance Gavin Dance and Thursday. For me, it's August Burns Red. I just can't get into their music whatsoever, but I have huge respect for what they've been able to do. Music, like I know they are extremely talented on every single end of what they do. Mm -hmm. I just can't get into it. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I like I like them live more than I like listening to them on recording. Oh God, like, yeah. I yeah. will go see them anytime because it's like a fucking event. But it's yes. like I only listen. I can only listen to like one or two songs by them before I get bored on recording because it's just <laughs> it's up for me that kind of music. If you're not embedded in that genre, it all starts to sound the same after a while. Yeah, and, and that's why I have, I don't listen to like I used to listen to heavier stuff when I was a kid, like Whitechapel and Suicide Sounds and Carnifex yeah. and all that stuff. But it all started to blend together for me. So that's why I like it when bands, and it's always the shit that bands do that all their fans hate is when I start liking them. <laughs> like Burials and Not the Loose. Yeah. Like, I did not like those bands until their new albums, and, sure. uh, like, and it polarized their fan base. Yes, it but did. It, yeah, but it sounds different now. It sounds unique. It sounds like it's not, you know what I mean? Like, they're evolving. Right. I think it's cool that they're bringing, they're not afraid to change. 
And I can't stand when people can't just admit they changed their mind about a band. Like right. they have to stick to their guns. No pun intended. And like, <laughs> just like be like, no, this sucks no matter what. It's like, it's like, can you, why can't you just like, I can admit that I hated burials and I loved their new album. I can yeah. admit that I hated knocked loose and I liked their new album. You know what I mean? Sure. It's not that hard. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, fuck you. You changed your mind. Like, just fucking. Oh, wait. Whoa. whoa. Open your brain, dude. Yeah. Like, hey, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, I got to say, though, yes, they will. They will exactly say that. That's the problem is that they shouldn't, but they will because they're going to be gatekeepers and they're going to be people that yeah. always think they're right no matter what. So they're never going to give any credence to They're going to think, oh, he just came on when they sold out. So he's not a real fan. I'm no stranger I, I, to I, that. I don't mindset. give a fuck about gatekeepers, honestly. And you they plague our scene, honestly. And yes. It's just every every genre, honestly, and it's just like you can find them frequenting the lamb goats yeah. comment section. <laughs> like I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna live my life and do my thing. I'm not gonna worry about what other people think. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and like, that's the way to be. <laughs> my favorite thing to do whenever like lamb goat drops any article about any band, no matter what genre it is, mm-hmm. is I can literally go and be like. Cause it's, they bait, it's like, it's like bait for these dudes. And I like, will go and I'll be like, I bet the first comment is some absurd insult (laughs) that has no grounds, like no, nothing behind it whatsoever. And every time I'll go there and there's some guy being like, man, it's too bad they didn't die or some (laughs) shit like that. Because it's it's like always some like neck beard. Like it's almost like they're not even serious at that point. They're just like, they're just being, we got, we got featured on lamb goat once. Remember that Tyler? For our song Euthanasia, I don't know if you remember, yes. maybe some of our older fans will remember. That was the single off Colder Than Dark when we yep. dropped that in 2018. I remember we got a premiere from um, Lamb Goat. They premiered that song. And people were like, fucking cleans gay. Yeah, like, I was like <laughs> really? Well, yeah, I, just, I mean, yeah, I like, it's like I expect people to hate my music no <laughs> matter what. But there's dudes who just like don't have anything better to do than shit on music and that's yes. the kind of shit i just have no tolerance for and i don't like find any humor in whatsoever like right i don't right. know what it's like to have like that much free time either so i don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah and let me let's you know put this back to you guys for sure because what i wanted to hit on from a while back was what i thought you guys did on this new album hello there is really when i talk about evolve i talk about just hearing in my mind each part of the band at an even upper echelon than it was before. And I hear that with Hello There. But the thing about it is, though, I'm not sure it's going to get you guys famous because it's the opposite of the way the scene is going now. Well, it's funny you say that because, like, now obviously every band, I'm sure whether they want to admit it or not, unless they just literally just enjoy playing small, like little local shows, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But like, I feel like every band like would be stoked if their band got famous. Sure. Obviously like for us, it's a means to an end where like, we just want to make a living just playing music. Cause honestly trying to work jobs and make music is really fucking stressful and time consuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would much rather just be able to put all my energy into like music related stuff. So yeah, being famous would be awesome. I hope this album makes us famous because I just want to tour full time. And yeah. like, you know, be able to take care of my cat and my girlfriend. But like, it's like at the end of the day, like, I think that despite what you just said, yeah. I think that paradigm is shifting because I, hope. I, hope. I look at bands like Falling in Reverse, who I just said on our live stream we did today, like they're, I feel like heavier than they've ever been. And they're like, and I also feel like 
all the elements of like that rise core era stuff like you know even state of the scene said what saving vice is single-handedly trying to revise rise core like which and they not, talked about our plugs yeah they, that was not <laughs> that was like not the intent that was like the intent of our first summer playing shows was to bring back rise core because it was fun and everyone there was this point in time where everybody it was right around when I stopped being into metal for a while. And like, all I listened to was like the 1975, I'm pretty sure. And it was like, I wasn't in a band to get for a while. And like every band was trying to go light and go radio and go clean because yeah. that's what everyone was doing. Right. And everyone was shitting on breakdowns and asking and all these bands. And those same people are the ones posting memes about how good stand up to scream is and how they wish all that shit would come back. The exact reason well, NCR sure. is making it come back. Yeah. It's like, it's like people, they ran it out of the scene and now they all miss it. And I was like, well, you can't just relive the past. But what we tried to do was like, hey, if we could de-cheese Risecore and make something new that blended all of the current genres. And I'm talking from pop. I mean, I listen to Demi Lovato when I write half our courses. Like, I'm it's sorry. like, you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> we could bring all the modern and then give it that flair. But bring back all the shit that everyone got too cool. You. They all got too cool for it. Yeah. And like, because they all wanted to be like, they all wanted to jump on that train. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like we we love seeing the YouTube comments where it's kids like, man, I haven't heard a breakdown like that in like ten years. Yeah, like, yeah. in a good way. They meant it yeah. like you know. There was one guy who did a review, and I can't remember his name, but he was really it was it was my I watched it a bunch of times because he was so cool and it was hilarious. But he like he did a review for Hell Here, a reaction video, and I remember it was like every re- reaction and word out of his mouth was exactly what we wanted to hear from that EP. And it was like, that was the audience we were aiming at, you know, with that EP. Like I, that was, it was for that guy. It was for that person. And he literally was like, man, he was like, I don't even give a shit. They have that long hair and they're just all black. It reminds me of like the old days. Like this was fucking <laughs> awful. Like I missed that shit. Like that's what we wanted because I think a lot of people feel that way. And I think a lot of people who even don't want to admit it feel that way. And that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping like, like other said, this was kind of like, and like you're saying like, oh, this isn't the way a lot of bands are going, but I think that we can kind of like help be one of the bands and maybe not the band but one of the bands to help uh revive the scene you know what i mean at least the metalcore scene and i yeah. think that album has a really good way of doing that you know what i mean and we tread lightly with that because i know there is like metalcore that what defined metalcore has changed a little bit like For a sure. lot of bands that would have been a, a black and white hardcore band to me years ago mm-hmm. like there's like that metallic oh, yeah. hardcore thing going on yeah, you got I mean, like knock yeah, loose there's definitely Grater. there's definitely an identity yeah. crisis in the metalcore community it's so, like what so, is metalcore anymore you yeah know? so and i think like and i mean there's art you could debate that that's a whole that's a, a whole, whole separate podcast episode <laughs> yeah but like and, and it's subjective at the end of the day like i personally consider that stuff to be like metallic hardcore but like a lot of it has a lot more metalcore elements to it Sure. But, but I like, like like knock loose for example yeah, they like sure. this metalcore I don't really see it that way at yeah. least from my understanding see um, I look, they call themselves that so see when I my whole thing was like I would see it like hey motionless and white was metalcore and now knock loose is metalcore but half the people who would say they love metalcore who love knock loose would shit all over motionless and white so for it's sure. like you can't say you love metalcore if you hate all the metalcore bands that were metalcore but then there's those people who are gonna be like well at the gates in the 90s and all those real <laughs> bands but they were real metalcore and i'm so, like okay yeah but that was also like literally like we're closer to two like we're almost as close to 2050 as, as we were yeah. that was so long ago like i feel like it's a little past time to even bring that shit up but if it's all opinion at the end of the day and like we're not gonna sit here and ever say 
we're doing this and this is what yeah. this is. We like, and not- I know it's, I know it's really cliche to say it too, but it's like, we don't really, I mean, we call ourselves metalcore or some people have called us post metalcore, like architect, <laughs> kind of, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's sure. what we've been called a few times. So I yeah, mean, I know. I've seen it. I mean, I guess, I guess that's like how you would classify us, but it's like, like Tyler saying, I mean, you've heard, you've heard the album, you guys yeah. listening to this will have heard the album by now, but you know, we have pop punk influences. We have deathcore influences. We have hardcore influences, post hardcore. Like we have, everything in the scene like a day to remember ask you know what i mean like we just have something for everybody so it's kind of hard to really give us a true genre label sure and tyler and i have uh well we're can we're cooking up something pretty special probably for the end of the year or 2021 oh, yeah. i'm not sure yet yeah wow. it's it'll be cool it'll be a cool surprise but yeah, we're it, working on some new stuff already yeah let's just yeah. say it's gonna further yeah further expand what we do genre wise if you can believe it so so yeah, we're kind of do a rap group no, not quite. Uh, not yet. We're, we're trying <laughs> a few years away from that. Yeah. Chase oh, is working on yeah. well, his Lincoln Park when, wait, <laughs> rapping. Like, you got to burn out as a metal band before you switch to SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, but, we joked about doing that. The Lincoln Park, Chester, and uh, Mike kind of set up with mm-hmm. Tyler and Chase. Yeah, like having Chase, Chase rap. Doing scream raps or just regular rap. That The scream rapping thing actually is kind of – you hear a little bit of it like – we t- we it's flavored it. in yeah, yeah on this album, album. flavored but sure. we got some, uh, we pretty much are going forward there's definitely going to be some cool one-off things where we just want to like show that like hey you can like put us on a tour with ice nine kills and motionless and white but we can write that other shit that's like yeah the really the i guess cool kid heavy shit too yeah it's it like if we want to yeah, like, <laughs> it showcases our musicianship it makes us more accessible to other people which is the most important thing but um, ultimately the reason we, the reason we write so many different genres is because like I said before, I write what I want to fucking write. I yeah. want to hear, I, I write what I want to listen to. And so the rest of the guys, and that's why we do it. And like, it worked for a day to remember. It worked for asking Alexandria. Yeah. It's working for bring me the horizon. Whether you like those bands or not, you can't deny that adding more like, I guess, sounds or genres to your mix is like to your set list makes you, it just opens up so many doors yeah. as a musician. How can you, close a musician in a box you know what i mean right. expect to be that way like you know it's i don't know it's like people are oh they went light or whatever and it's like i feel like i don't know i feel like some of these bands too it's just like the and it with i feel like everyone is the most excited right now about old vocalists coming back old sounds coming back like, right. like the, volumes or whatever the smartest yeah. thing marketability wise that like asking alexandria or memphis mayfire could do tomorrow was drop something that sounded like Reckless and Relentless or fucking the whole. Oh my god! Yeah. Like if they like that would be if Memphis everywhere. Mayfire dropped like a sequel to The Hollow. Yeah. Tomorrow, oh my god! They'd be, it would be like like Sleeping with Sirens just fucking did dude. That, you know I, I mean? They've been they, like I feel like Memphis Mayfire got like excommunicated from the scene pretty they did. much. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. when you keep on putting out terrible, terrible albums, then that's what happens. Well, that's subjective. Um, yeah, that's subjective. Yeah. I don't, I don't, that one, yeah. but um, yeah, you guys but, don't have to follow that. It, I'm saying that. I yeah, have, you can say it. That's I, all you. <laughs> I, I personally haven't really enjoyed a whole record from them since the Hollow, but like I, I'm a lot of people I, love Challenger. Yeah, and I, I fucked like with it. Challenger. I thought it was yeah. good. Yeah. I, you know, the Hollow, okay yeah. the, the Hollow is peak. The Hollow for sure. Peak. Yeah, the Sinner. Probably one of the best metalcore albums ever to exist, and then they just completely dropped off after it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Well, and then you have but, like people. Well, I, I don't even love like you know Oliver Sykes though. He was said it himself. He was like, you know, we didn't have anything left to scream about. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I'm like, fair, I guess. But then again, they kind of touched back on I their think, roots a little bit on Ludens a little bit. Uh, I, you never yeah. know. And, and I want to make it clear. I think there's a difference between selling out and experimenting. Yes, I agree. 
I think a good example of experiments, like Wage War is a good example. I was not a fan of Pressure. I sure. don't think, I mean, there are some songs that were really good. I think Low, their first single was a bit of a cock tease. Um, I really <laughs> liked that a lot. Um, and then there are other singles were okay. Who, who am, I, am I or who I am? I forget. Who, who I am, I think. Who I am it was really good. And then like the album was just, you know, such a letdown or whatever for me personally. And I love those guys to death. I loved uh, Blueprints and I loved sure. um, the but, second album. But that record whatever. got them on the tour they're on now. With yeah, I mean, uh, masking, what, so. yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, know, second, so. the second album is escaping, <laughs> escaping me right now. But it had Deadweight on it, right? Deadweight, Deadweight. That's what it was called. Yeah. I for, yeah, that was. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah Deadweight was their second LP. Blueprints and Deadweight. Blueprints yeah. was perfect. I yeah. literally had zero critiques on See, that. And I have no and, problems with Wage War, but I don't really listen to them. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like Wage War a lot, but yeah. um, Blueprints was perfect. Deadweight was some of the songs I didn't care for. Some of them were really good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Pressure, I was just really like, I don't know. I just it just didn't do it for me. Kind of like what I was saying earlier. It's not that I didn't like it. My girlfriend loves it. Per- sure. Like example she loves uh pressure she thinks that's a great album and um and that's okay um but that's a band that you can tell experimented they weren't trying to sell out they weren't trying to write radio hits right like they were like just experimenting with their sound and well, not they have trying an amazing to write clean vocalist too. yeah like, and like use and like now. britain is doing cleans now and like they're experimenting with that and like i'm happy for them i think that that's you know it, like i said it didn't do it for me but i'm sure it does it for a lot of people bring the horizon is another band i think is uh probably the best example in our scene of a band that experiments and doesn't sell out. You know what I mean? Um, I, I wouldn't call ammo a sellout at all. No. It was too fucking weird. And yeah. Yeah. That, that I, was an easy chance that was going to go. Like it was like, what, what was that album that fucking like the Beatles? Um, they had one album where they were like all on LSD or whatever. <laughs> and you could hear it in the, what was the album? I totally fucking Sergeant Pepper. That, yeah, that Sergeant Pepper, album. Yeah. Whatever album that was, yeah, that was the ammo. And like, the and like, yeah, that was oh like rise since ammo, basically. Oh no, their stoner era. You guys and gotta get so much hate for that, by the way. Uh, well, for what? <laughs> that, that line right there—that's the one that everyone's gonna focus on. Wait, what do you I mean? I guarantee you that that okay. comparison between Sergeant Pepper's and Ammo. I guarantee oh you that's the one. Yep, for sure. You guys because- can say everything else you want today. But I guarantee you that one gets the most attention. I mean, I haven't heard that record, so I couldn't speak on it. But like I said, it's a subjective opinion. If like Ammo reminded him of that album, oh, and that I did someone off. I, I meant for the experimentation purpose. Oh no, no, I I totally get it. That's I'm just quality. saying. Yeah, this is how things work in this society. I like some, so. of, I like some of Ammo. I know a lot of people did. Yeah, I like none of Ammo whatsoever. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, and I, their new EP, I can't defend that. I'm sorry. No one can. I no one should be able to save that for me. <laughs> I, 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 was, I didn't really listen to the new EP that much. I I mean, okay, so is this true? Oh, you know what? This is the last thing I want to say about this because I know we're getting down the rap <laughs> here. But like, it did Bring Me the Horizon actually write that whole song that she just did, Experiment on Me? Because that song slapped. I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know the behind that, the scenes. I, I, I think I, they co-wrote it. Okay, because that if that's true, she should she killed it. But yeah, anyways, like back to the other yeah, side. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, so well, yeah we're questions. sorry we're sorry if you don't if ambo didn't remind you of Dr. pepper is a lonely i don't club. listen to the beatles Bro, on them, i just don't listen that's to them. the soundbite of the day I yeah there it is right there well let me let me go way back let's go back to hello there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, this always I happens. This is art for the internet. That's my rule. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is what a conversation is. This is how it works. So right. I like all those when you talk about the different styles that you're putting into a quote-unquote metalcore album like Hello There. What I enjoyed is you guys were able to keep it, you know, quote-unquote heavy, however you want to say it, 
while adding those other elements. So you're able to take electronics that would normally now in the scene kind of, you know, overtake everything. And you were able to put them in in the correct, well, maybe not quote unquote correct way, but a way that I thought worked for the type of songs you were actually trying to do. You mean that was the word I was thinking. Yeah. Like you knew what you were doing. So instead of, instead of just being like, Oh man, electronics are really popular right now. Let me throw these in wherever, you know, we can, you guys didn't do that. So it flows the way that I believe it's supposed to flow. And then you have a song like echoes from the gutter, which is like, it's almost black metal. That's the kind of thing that I like to be able to see because you're not just doing the same track over and over again, but you're adding different elements and you're adding them well. And I think that's the thing right now in the scene, they're excited when someone does something different, whether it's done differently poorly or differently well. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. So I like what you guys were able to do on this. How did you really, when you were writing these out, when you were trying to decide on the directions you wanted to go to, how did you know that something like, you know, Echoes from the Gutter compared to Eyes Up? When you're looking at that, how do you know that you've actually hit exactly what you want instead of trying to add other elements in? I mean, so it's funny you say that because, like, I think we just talked about this a little bit on the, the live chat or stream we're on, but like, Robbie actually wrote Echoes. It was was actually like, is it a B side? Is that what it's called? It was almost well, on, it was almost on Colder Than Dark. Yeah, I wrote oh. I wrote Echoes for the Echoes from the Gutter um, for Colder Than Dark, but obviously we only had so many songs we could choose from, and I was like, you know what, Echoes is it's too heavy, um, it's too one sided. So I was like, let's save that for the album. So. Um, we've had this plan for a long time ah, about how okay. more or less what we wanted in the album, but I knew that that was going to be a better fit than the EP. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we wanted, I remember we talked about it. I remember we were being in Robbie's old college apartment and we were in the living room trying to decide. And I was like, this song would look so much better on a wider spectrum of sounds Okay, where you can go from like, so safe to echoes and be on two completely opposite ends and then have everything in between that you like. Rather, we only had five songs where it was like we had all these other good ones we wanted to do. And then it was like there's just this one super heavy one. I felt like that would have stood out more and fit better because mm-hmm. then we would have been like, why is that one song so different? Rather than one album where there's a bunch of stuff that's different. Right. And then at Eyes Up, it was kind of like anything else where, you know, Robbie, where I was like, hey, this one's a little lighter. You know, see what you can do with it. It's still got some heavy parts in it. And I was like, sick. Like, I, you know, I've never gotten to write a song like that. Right. So it's like I, you know, it gave me a chance to kind of stretch my legs and like what we one thing we've noticed, especially with like um, the Black Ice acoustic cover we did, is that and one thing this band has always had that's made if you know and like not you know I, I won't say a lot of things about us to compliment ourselves, but one thing that we absolutely have a ama- like we do great with is conversion rate. Like we get people into our music who don't like heavy music uh-huh. and like the acoustic song hit so many people who had never heard it's, us it's because our... it was lighter. And then they became fans later oh. and we we're like, Hey, we should do more stuff like that. Cause I like that music. And a lot of people like both. A lot of people love heavy shit and love really light, sad shit. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. and no one wants to admit it when they're all talking about their music taste, but like everyone listens <laughs> yeah, and, to a lot of Spotify. Stuff. Spotify loves that black ice acoustic thing we did. Like that's our second most stream song. If you can believe it, Wow. Um, and it was like a, it was like a Bastion is our most streamed song. Yes. Um, like per month, like just I'm saying average, like rate or whatever. Right. Hollow Bastion is growing the fastest. Um, that one blew the fuck up on Spotify. Yeah, it did. Uh, Black Ice Acoustic is uh somewhat distant second. 
uh, not distant, but and it's second, here. and then Hell Here is the, our third most but, streamed song. But, but the, the acoustic song was supposed to be like a placeholder while we were kind of getting the album together and figuring things out, and then it just blew up. And yep. then it made us realize we were on the right track with the lighter stuff too, because we realized that like, oh, like people love that too, and they don't care. You know, it's like, cause like I'm the kind of person where I want to hear everything. I don't want to hear three of the, I don't want to hear an entire album of the same song or the same genre sure. over and over and over again. Like I get bored and I mean, I like not knowing what's coming next. I like, I like knowing that if I want to get this flavor, I can get all of those flavors at the same buffet. Saving buffets. Yeah, dude. You, don't saving to, buffets. you don't have to leave our, a <laughs> little bit of everything. I'd you know? say you could get almost a taste of like most of the genres in our scene on the album by just kick clicking the next track. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ian, Ian, you mentioned something about like um, backing tracks and electronics and stuff like that. And sure. I know you and I personally talked about that a lot with, you know, other bands like sleeping with sirens in the past and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Randy's band, if I were you, you mentioned them earlier. Um, Randy's our producer and uh, he, I, I, if any of you listening are very, are, you know, familiar with, if I were you, they use a lot of electronics in their yes. music. Um, yep. it's very it's heavily like produced and compressed and that's fine and that's kind of like their their thing um but we you know we made sure with randy like we want some of that for sure with saving vice but we also want to keep some of that raw edge you know what i yeah. mean yep. and um that's why um like what you were saying like the tastefully adding electronics like that was a very surgical decision of ours to make it and have, have hints of that but not like overwhelm it you know what i mean not yeah. falling in reverse all you know, sub drops and hit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, just hip hop sounds and like, whatever. We want to be able to, I want to be able to play with falling in reverse data remember. And I want to be able to play with like knock loose if I want yeah, and exactly. like, still have songs that like both group, both crowds would appreciate. And, um, and I know, you know, knock loose is like a, quite a leap from us as far as like heaviness goes, but yeah, so we definitely, and like some of it was just cool stuff. Like I love movies. I love the Senate, you know, a lot of people who like don't like backtracks and electronics, they think it takes away from it or it's not genuine or it's this or that. And like, I, you know, you can have that opinion, but like, I loved that huge cinematically when you go to a show yeah, and you yeah. have like big sound, you feel like you're in a movie. Like I love that stuff. You know, that's why we have that kind of right. stranger things esque synth stuff. Yeah. There's there. definitely some eighties style synth stranger so, things was a big influence on us. Yeah. Um, but if you can imagine a fucking TV show influenced our album, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Um, honestly. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty, all pretty the crazy whispers stuff. and stuff. Like I was like, yo, what if it felt like you're literally in this like Sith temple or cave and you're hearing all these voices, like yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like that's the kind of stuff that I think about when I come up with like ideas outside of just writing vocals. Right. Well, on that note, Obviously, I think people can see, you know, you have a track name Endgame, you know, at the beginning of Never Knows Best, you have, you know, the whole line or a little bit of dialogue from Perks of a Wallflower, and then Hello There, the name coming from, I'm assuming, that Star Wars thing. So, the, all the whispering is the twins from the album cover and the yes. Black Bar video. Those twins, are they The Shining, or are they from something else? My, so my main question they, is, they, yeah, go ahead. They rep. This is actually a good time to kind of bring this up. So they, um, I forget that this is going to be out after the album's out, so I can talk about this. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been like talking, like trying not to say anything this whole time. I forgot. I'm not giving it away. <laughs> the fans will have heard the yeah, album so, and seen the video. So the now. twins are, I guess, have kind of like a part of the Saving Vice lore now. But the twins basically represent all of your shit in your head, and it might be like 
your voice, it might be like your self-doubt, your insecurity, your depression, your anxiety. It might be your demons. It might be your past. It's whatever it is that's plaguing you or tormenting you from the inside and all the stuff that you have to live with because it can't go away. Right. And that's what they are. And before I go, which is a song I wrote that was really kind of like aimed at just people who just run their mouths and are just full of spite and hate about stuff that doesn't concern them and they know nothing about. Right. And like defamation and cancel culture and just people who would rather see someone torn apart than actually know the truth about the situation or to see someone get better who spend more time tearing other people apart than working on themselves or it's like rather it's pettiness or just yeah. jealousy or whatever. but that was that song was about and in that to that effect or to that end the whispers were kind of supposed to be all of the voices just that you have to walk out, like just talking shit and telling you you suck and this and that and that, because you can't give into that stuff. But it never goes away. And hello there, which is like this is like the mantra is supposed to mean like you're facing it. Like I see you, you know, I'm calling you out. Like I see what you you are for what you are, and right. I'm not gonna let it stop me. And I'm gonna live with it, whether I like it or not. But I'm not gonna let it consume me. And that's what the message really is, and what they represent. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing, it's nothing to do with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I just like that. I just like when I listen to Before I Go, I feel like I'm on Exical. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, my assumption there was not assuming that the album or the songs represent actual, you know, references. It's oh, not yeah. like an Ice Nine Kills thing. It's yeah, more. Yeah. Oh no. Are there those Easter eggs though for more movies and more references throughout, though they don't necessarily pertain to the reason why the song is being written? I mean, there might have been some inspiration sound-wise, but nothing super specific aside from like Endgame, Endgame which is, is literally the only, yeah. about the Infinity Saga. <laughs> Actually, it's so funny. Tyler and I just watched um, the new August Burns Red video for Defender yeah. the other day. I'm assuming you saw it. I did. The comic yeah. book. Yep. I just turned Tyler. I'm like, this has been such a fucking awesome video for Endgame. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> like looking back, yeah, it's been a way better music video. Yeah, and like that was like, and the weird thing about that is like, I didn't want to have this one-off song that was just about a movie, but it or movies, but like there were so many messages. I was like, I can write this song where if you never watched any of the Marvel movies, mm -hmm. you still get the message of what the yes. song was about, which was right. like you know, what Thanos was willing to do to get what he wanted and f you know follow his convictions and what the characters had to do and sacrifice to band together to ultimately do it. And then, Save you know, the world. Yeah, like yeah. Iron Man's final moments is like a big part of it. And like, right. I was so fucking, I remember I was driving home from seeing it with Robbie and I was in the car and I was just shook after yeah. the end of Infinity War. And I started writing the, writing the song like in the car because I had the instrumentals on my Can we phone. tell him the story behind that? Oh, the please. name? Please. Yeah. Okay. Did you did you tell him in the last interview or no? No. no so no, no. This was after. So All right, we're, can I we're tell a story? Well, you, I'll tell a story. I sent, I was <laughs> you, no, you were just talking about. It. No, it's I, my turn to talk. Uh, so I. So, <laughs> so we just as we said earlier, "Echoes from the Gutter." That was the first song I had written for the album, but I don't really count it because it was already written before I. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was uh, just a stock. We called the SV Vault. We have a whole vault of songs. There's still a ton in there right now. Nice. Uh, just dem demos I've written and stuff. Um, but the first song I really truly wrote for the album, like specifically for the album, was Endgame. And that song, it was very special to me. And it, it, I'm kind of disappointed it didn't get more love than it did. But that melody, um, the piano melody in the in the intro, came to me in a dream. And I'm not making that up. Wow. It's 100% real. Yeah. Occasionally, maybe like two or three times a year, I'll have a very vivid dream, like a lucid dream. 
where I'll dream a song, I'll dream a melody. And um, very rarely I'll wake up in time and go record it. But I remember it was right before work. I was, must've been like five or 6 AM and I got up and I instantly ran to my acoustic uh, guitar and I wrote that melody and I just played it almost naturally. It was so eerie. Like I didn't even need to practice it really. It just kind of just came out, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this is true for other musicians or if I'm just a fucking wizard or I don't know what, what that is. <laughs> uh, maybe Tyler can, uh, you know, chime in with that. But um, as far as like that melody, that song was just very special to me. And, and it's obviously written in a major key, which is not very common for uh, metalcore. Um, that's why it sounds very different. Sure. And so, uh, yeah, so it was a special song to me. And then Tyler saw. So that was early 2018, I yeah. think. So Clear and Dark wasn't even out yet, I don't think. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, and then Infinity War came out that year. Tyler, when was that? That was 2018. Yeah, because right? came out last year. Right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Ian, you're a yeah, Marvel nerd. Can you attest? <laughs> I believe that is correct as well. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, yeah. So Tyler saw Infinity War. And it's so funny because he was like, dude, he's like, I like this song. He's like, I can't find, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything to write to this fucking song. And then he saw it, Infinity War, and then on his way home from the fucking movie, he's like, "Yo, I got it." <laughs> he's like, "I literally just wrote the song in like one sitting." So he wrote, he wrote uh, the song to, um, he wrote all the lyrics to my song about Infinity War. Um, and later that that fall, you know, we're trying to come up with our actual song names, as you know, all these songs on the album are coming, kind of coming to a close. All the demos are at least. Mm -hmm. um, so we're kind of going into that phase where it's like, all right, we have all the demo titles, which are absolutely ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. Some of them are too inappropriate for this podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, we're not going to get into our demo names for sure. Okay. Um, tickle fight. Yeah, Tickle Fight was the echoes. Uh, from the gutter. <laughs> that, was, go. that was, yeah. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Um, well, the song name. Oh, yeah. So the song name, we're coming over with the song name. Tyler, for, you know, we were just, Tyler and I were like getting kind of heated in a heated argument over it. And he's just like, he wanted to call it. He wanted to call it um, only half, and I was like, "That's a fucking shitty name." I was like, "That's a terrible <laughs> name for a song." It's like, "Come on, it's like only half, like Infinity War." I'm like, "Yeah, I get it." I was like, "It's just not a good name for a single." And I, and he's like, "Well, what do you think? What's a better name than that?" And I was like, "Well, what's what's like a line that you repeat a lot in the song? Like, what's what's one of the lines you repeat?" And he said, "We're in the end game." I'm like, "Let's call it end game." And he's like, "I mean, yeah." It's like, "All right, that sounds good." And the whole band kind of agreed, and we're like, "Okay, end game." And I shit you fucking not. And no one's gonna believe this, by the way. No one's gonna believe when I when we say this, but this is a thousand percent true. I swear on my grandmother's grave. Two weeks later, or three weeks later, whatever. A few weeks later, Marvel drops the trailer to their new movie, and at the closing, it says like, you know, Avengers, and then the, the letters spell in slow mo like End Game. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we named our song End Game before we even knew what the title was of the closing movie. Right. And I swear to God, I'm not making that up. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I was like, I'm not fucking changing it. We had the idea first. I was like, we, yeah. Was and, like, and then Chase is like, oh, everyone's going to think we ripped off the movie. Or I'm like, dude, we came up with this first technically. So <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just right. crazy that, you know, obviously that's the quote from Dr. Strange, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're in the end game now, Tony or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, that's how we came up with the name Endgame, and I just think it's kind of a crazy story. And yeah. pro no one, you know, people listening to this probably won't believe us, but that's a hundred percent what happened. And like, it's just crazy how the universe works. You and know what I mean? Like, oh, like the movie. I'm like, yeah, but not on purpose. Like, I was like <laughs> yeah, not on purpose. Yeah. And then actually, the, the the music video, the single was supposed to drop closer with the movie. Yeah, that was intentional, but we had a lot of problems on the back end. 
with uh, video producers and stuff like that. So we're having some technical, you know, whatever issues. So yeah. that's why it came out in July, but it was supposed to come out in like April, May oh, when okay. uh, it came out. Right. Yeah, we went through shambles. We had a really rough year. year last year. It yeah. was very hard on us in a lot of ways. Uh, lineup changes. We yeah. have the end game problem, obviously. Yeah, among other things. Eyes so. up. Eyes up is a lot about. Eyes up is a pick me up song, and it's kind of like our like. like I mean, you've read the lyrics, song. I'm guessing, but yeah. it's basically, you know, I, I'm not. That's still one of the songs I'm not a huge fan of lyrically because I don't think our fans are gonna super relate with it. But it means a lot to us, and right. Tyler kind of captured everything we've been through in that song. Yep. And that's just more of like the pick me up, like, you know. I mean, you can kind well, of. Yeah, take I mean, we were just kind of like we were driven to like splinters last year, dude. I mean, like yeah. there was point like I mean, none of us were even having fun anymore. Like so much shit had fallen apart, and we had this massive plan we were trying to save. You know, I remember like there was a moment where Robbie was like, "Oh, we can have this out by the fall or winter," and I was like, "You're fucking nuts." I was like, "That's not happening." And I was like, "I was uh, like, we need to like plan this out." You know, we should have like. You know, make because singles do so much better. Like, I want people to really absorb. I don't want the album to come out with one single when everyone only focuses on that one fucking song. Because like every single I thought on this album deserved all the love in the world. So I was like, sure. we should do at least three videos for three songs we really like to make sure that everyone is paying attention when the whole album comes out, so it doesn't get lost. Because that know, happens, which all the time. we did so right. successfully. I think Endgame, we picked the pieces up. At Endgame, the end of the I year. think underperformed. I think that that song did not get the love it deserved. Um, I agree. Hopefully, it will later. I mean, you know? it probably will later. Um, Never knows best did very okay. It did about what I thought it was going to do, and then Hollow Bastion superseded my expectations. I did not expect that to be the single that blew the fuck up. Well, that I was think, surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Never Knows Best was the song that got us back to the momentum we were at before shit hit the fan like 2018 was like a insane year for us it was a dream we had the luck everything that could have gone right went right we got on warp tour we played i matter we dropped the dope ep that people really vibed with and like Um, it was like our first ep and it was our first ep on like it charted on itunes and billboard on yeah Yeah. it was crazy right just so unprecedented in such a great year and then 2019 was like the fucking hangover dude (laughs) we had two members quit then a month like two months apart and then it's like, I had to move her to fucking guitar. Yeah. I was playing bass forever. People probably are wicked confused. Like, Robbie lost weight, but I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah, we got a new guy. His name's Kenjamin. He's awesome. And he's yep. on bass. And I'm playing guitar. And that's our setup now. So that was a huge... I had to buy all this guitar gear, man. Like, it was yep. crazy. Well, yeah, and like, he's like still... You know, Robbie's still acclimating to like... I'm still learning. I just feel like, like there's going to be some dude who's just like, oh man, like the guitar is live. I'm like, yo, bro, he's been playing live guitar for like a year. It's literally like, it's like, like less than a year. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like... And here's the thing, Ian, and I'm sure you've talked to a lot of musicians about this, but it's like being a studio musician is very different than being a live musician. For I sure. think they're two entirely separate skills yes. being able to like i can pick up a guitar and, and write a really good song in my room and my you know in my in my home studio or whatever that's fine but knowing how to play live and change your tones for a live setting and the acoustics and like running around on stage and having all the gear for that like that's it's just an entirely different skill set you oh, know yeah. and yep and that's something that i'm still learning i'm very new at when people i when i tell people you know, I'm less than a year old at playing guitar live. It's like mind blowing to them. You yeah. Know? No, and it it should be. And I remember we talked about the perils and everything that you were going through to do that. But the question would be: so now, by the time this comes out, the album will be out. Have things gotten better? Yeah. Oh yeah. 2020. Like you know, I I, I fell into. I mean, I don't mind telling you this on the podcast, getting a bit personal. But um, and I'm sure the other guys have their own personal demons. But I, I definitely um. 
kind of fell down a hole in 2019. Just everything that was going wrong went wrong. And um, like I said before, I don't want to get too far into that, but I was sure. definitely having some, some mental problems with a lot of stuff um, that you you know about personally. And yeah, you know, it was just, it was just a very hard year on me and the rest of the guys. And you know, I kind of told myself in you know around Christmas, you know, um, of 2019, going into 2020, I'm like, I'm not going to let this bother me anymore. So I, I you know, um, I basically went into 2020 with a really optimistic mindset. Um, I quit drinking. I'm almost two months sober now. Um, oh, which congrats. Huge. And that's the first time I publicly said that. So you'd probably be the first to publish that. But um, but yeah, I, I quit drinking. Thank you. Um, and it's definitely for the better. Um, I feel a lot healthier mentally and, and emotionally. And, um, and it's just crazy how like you put on an optimistic hat and like just put out, you know, positive energy and like work hard and like good things will come your way. And I think we're off to a really good start in 2020. There's a few financial problems. <laughs> it's, tax it's like tax season and we yeah. have album coming out and like all this other bullshit. The right. DIY thing is like a rough start. God. Yeah. Right. It's like, right. yeah, we're going to be hurting for money till basically our higher ground show on March 7th, which we can talk about in a bit. But yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, this year has been going off going really smooth so far yeah, I think. Good. Right time. yeah it's like i i mean i had a plan in my head for what i wanted to do and like i'd say despite all the hiccups it ended up coming out 99 percent like marketing like i'm not saying i do all the marketing stuff but i had this vision for hey like i want the album out january february of 2020 i know it sucks but it gives us time like i want this month i want this video out and then two months later i want another video out and it's gonna be a lot of money and a lot of time but it'll pay off and it'll get everyone paying attention to saving vice again. Right. So we don't waste this album. We just spent all this money yeah, on, you know, we're definitely going to drop a lot more music videos. And, nice. But a lot, but like, yeah, and we're going to, yeah, I don't want to give anything away, but we're definitely making, this album is getting all the love in the world for everything it fucking put us through. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, Tyler and I made a pact and, as well as the rest of the guys a while ago, but it's like, you know, if this ship ever sinks, like I'm seeing it through this album, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this, we're going to, you know, if, yeah, if there's like ever any doubts or anything, it's like, you know, and last year, especially because of all the shit that went down, I'm like, you know what? Like, let's just muscle it out and get this album out and like, see how it does. Like, you, right. you never fucking know. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, maybe it'll make us famous. Maybe not. I don't know. But I, I truly believe good things happen to good people. And, you know, if you work hard and are respectful and polite, then, you know, people will see that. You know what I mean? And they'll sure. vibe with it. And, I wish you were right on that. <laughs> yeah. I too. Well, I hope, yeah, yeah, I yeah, hope most, that you're right. Yeah, most I'm of I'm more it, optimistic with that stuff. But yeah, yeah, most of it worked out how we planned. Like we had yeah. a lot of there was stuff that I mean, it's hard to think of specifics because there's so many, but there was like stuff, you know, we had so much of this that came to fruition or is coming to fruition now that was like in the pipeline almost two years ago, even like there was stuff where I was like, Yeah, and if we're gonna space this out long enough, and then when the album comes around, I'll come back and this song will kind of relate back to this and we'll do this. And I had all these cool ideas that like, I never thought were actually going to happen or yep. we forget about them or change our mind. And like so much of it is like, I'm getting to see it come full circle. This must've been how George Lucas felt when episode one came out after writing <laughs> first. He's just waiting years. To yeah. Like he was like, oh, I got, you just wait. I got this whole, to trust me. There's, there's, there are the first three movies, but you don't get to see him for 20 years. Like, it's and, just and like, fucking <laughs> <ruin> it. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's like, um, yeah, we, we definitely, there was a point where I was even like, I'm not in that mindset now, but there was a point where I was like, you know, it's like, this is make or break. The album does like, we were, we were just so in the dumps. I was like, the album sucks. At least we tried. I will have it forever. Yeah. And I'm done. And there, then there's, it, there's just so much that goes into this, man. It's like, it oh, really yeah. is. It is our lives. It's not just work. It's not like we punch, you know, 
nine to five punch in punch out it's like it consumes us every waking second to every you know till we go to bed and it's just like it's just crazy when you put your whole life and invest that into something and it's like you know and at the end of the day it's like there's you know for me it's like there's four other people in this band and any one of them could fuck this up yeah me. yeah it's like all it's take, very scary yeah it's like if, you know <laughs> drop i could do off. everything right and then or not even them somebody else could fuck us over somehow yeah. you know what i mean so especially it's like, with like fucking internet it's like you know all like anybody can just make up anything they want now and it'll whether it's true or not it'll at least go viral for a month before it gets debunked and that's enough to destroy anything yeah and that's, that's like <laughs> that's honestly why we lay low on the internet these days too it's just like smart um, it's just yeah it's just crazy out there man it's the wild wild west and yeah. there's no control over it and, and, you, and you put the in the bigger you get you have a target on your back and like there's days where i just like don't even want to blow up because i just don't want people to just look for reasons to hate me because yeah. they're mad that our band's doing i feel well. like we just like, <laughs> i feel like we just take a like, raggy approach and just be like yeah eh, fuck everybody <laughs> like, like I mean, fuck like, them yeah i'm like, gonna keep writing bangers yeah i'm just gonna like we just like it's just we just ignore it it's like we don't look like i tell people all the time like it's like people be like oh man did you see what so-and-so said it's like don't send me screenshots like i don't even read the comments on our videos or stuff because i have such bad anxiety yeah oh i was God. eating yeah. dinner one time and some girl sent me some screenshots some horrible thing some kid made up about one of us or something on a video or something and i like ruined my whole lunch and every and i always thinking about all day it was just like it made me feel sick and it's like there's people out there who think that or believe, you know what i mean it's like right. i just don't look because it you can't control it and yeah. engaging with it is the only thing that feeds and into honestly it. it's, so like, it's like yeah, i just ignore it, it and honestly it's like you know the times are changing man it's like it's like 2020 right now but it's like i remember shit you could say and do 10 years ago even that was like would never fly today. Yeah. Would never well, fly. Yeah, it's kind of like, I look you know? at, I say it all the time. It's like, you know, Attila and Ask Alexandria kind of ruined that whole asshole rock star thing for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't like, do that anymore. So like, it's like, it's like people expect you to be perfect at all times. Yes. And, you know, it's just, it's just crazy, especially as a musician. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this that are musicians can relate to it. And you can't be a human and make mistakes anymore. Yeah. You like, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, we, we argue all the time in the chat about like, I might make a comment or Tyler would make a comment on Facebook and then it doesn't last maybe 10 minutes before someone in the band screenshots. It's like, delete this, stop starting arguments or whatever. It's like, what? I can't have an opinion anymore. Yeah, like people like, are going to really <laughs> try to ruin me over. Yeah, like I'm like the band PR guy. I can like look at any paragraph and see every way some dick is going to try to like, they're going to take this out of context and yeah, say this. Yep. And then if you say this, they're going to come back with this and it's, then you're going to have to spend 20 minutes with this asshole defending yourself and, and like you have yeah. better things to do so I, just I, ignore I, it like, that's definitely <laughs> one of the worst parts i think for me being a musician is definitely the anxiety and that's why i don't post much anymore it's just like i'm not leaving those options open to get fucked with you know what i mean it's like and what i did in my past it's like everybody was younger and made stupid mistakes when they were younger and like i said some of the shit you did back in the day no one batted an eye it's like you know these celebrities are getting completely crucified over tweets they made in 2009 or 2010 yeah it's like it's like shut the you know, like, like everyone hard yeah, and yeah like them. everyone went to see the hangover and saw that paging dr f word and like no one said a thing and it's like i don't think that's an okay word. it was in the trailer it. bro but it's like I, paging I don't, doctor yeah and i don't the blank yeah. was in the trailer yeah like i don't and like at the time like that was just a phrase like i, I would never say that word now it's like i've there's so there's so many things in my vocabulary that i've weeded out as i've realized how offensive and hurtful they are over the years that when i was a kid yeah. and you're playing video games yelling horrible shit and then you don't sure. even realize the implications of yeah, it yeah the xbox 360 fucking yeah. language yeah but yeah. you're a kid and like i and it's what i can't stand is people who like will take someone who's completely changed and grown up and they will still try to like use something like that to like ruin everything they have now and right. all they have to do is they can sit there on their computer type one tweet 
and then go back to their lives and they just fucked this person's shit up. Oh yeah. With no reason. And I think and that like, a lot of people, not fans necessarily, but like a lot of people out there just love ripping on like those people. Like they, I don't know. They get off of tearing people down. Yeah. You know, however they can. And, and, I don't know. So, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Ian. But I'm sure you could probably talk well, forever. Yeah, that, that's a whole other podcast too. But yeah. that's what I was about. You know, it's like that is what before I go is about. Yeah, so. you know, I love talking about this stuff. But I do want to mention we are right now at an hour. We're so okay. we had. You know how these conversations fly. Yeah. Do you have one or two more questions for us, maybe? Yeah, I think the big thing, and we should just do a part two where we go into all that kind of stuff because that, obviously I have a lot of stories about you know doing reviews for things and setting up podcasts and you know you try and put out the positivity there, but you also now get in trouble for your opinions as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a whole lot. different thing. But let's do this. Let's go ahead and we'll mention once again, you're going to be doing the album release show at Higher Ground in Vermont. And that's on March 7th. So let's let people know about that. You guys have anything you want to say about that? Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's a special show for us. I mean, you know, we chose to have it here where we live. Um, you know, it was when we got our start, we mostly got most of our opportunities when we started out playing like everywhere around the area, but there weren't a lot of places to get our foot in the door in our home area. You know, we got to play higher ground with Devil's Prada back in 2017. And that was like the last time we played in the Burlington area. And I was like, you know, I went to, a lot of the venues that I grew up going to had closed down. Higher Ground wasn't doing as many shows that we would fit on. Um, and I remember went to I went to a local show that a friend of mine um, from Superstition Booking booked. And two of the bands actually we have on that show were at that show. And I went there and I was like, there's all these kids I hadn't seen before. And a lot of people I remembered. And like the show was really cool. And like there was all these people. And I was like, I hadn't really gotten to make it out. And I was like, you know, I was like, this is pretty sweet. There's like a bunch of new faces. And I was like, Maybe we should just do it here. We thought about doing it in Manchester where we've always had our biggest shows. But I was like, you know, it's like, we live here. We're from here. Like, I grew up here. I want to headline this venue where I grew up going to it. We should do it here. So we, like, hit up a bunch of bands from, like, the area in Massachusetts and asked if they wanted to play. And we got pretty much every one we hit up, except for maybe one or two who just had conflicting yeah, schedules. scheduling problem. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, it's, like, going great. Um, I mean, I can't – it's hard to tell for sure, but the tickets are literally flying. And it's been really cool uh, to this, see. The show is – very likely going to sell out. Nice. And I'm already saying that. So either yeah. pre-sale or door, but it's going to sell out. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been to the uh, higher ground. I have not. We, yeah. we met our photographer Ian there the last time we yeah. went there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's a very like long and narrow type room. So it's going to look like an even bigger crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not wide. It's just fun. It like, yeah. it, it looks cool. And like, I've seen a lot of bands there. And we're shooting, up. yeah, and we're shooting a music video for before I go there, which is very fitting. And uh, yeah, so that'll be that'll be fun. Ian, Ian, our photographer, Ian Urquhart, he's going to be in charge of that. So we're we're looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, so we've had like so many people just ask us like who like can't drive two three hours to see a show, be like, oh, you're going to play here again, you're going to play here again, and it's just like it's just been like waiting for the right show. And like we've always played so much in New England that it's always too close to where all our friends from Vermont, a lot of them had just come to the show next door, mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, well, here's the show for you guys for every single person who's asked us like for two years when we're coming back. We, this is for them. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? So, so it's like, you know, and then, you know, we're trying to really branch out and go to a bunch of new places we haven't been to in the next two years. So, yeah, we've got some dope tours lined up for this year. I think you're going to really like um, some bands you've interviewed in the past. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're excited to announce that stuff, but not, yeah. not, not yet. What? Not yeah. yet. <laughs> well, ultimately, 
yeah, it's like it's gonna be a good time. I just I just want to have fun and fucking see it. friends, family, fans, and it's gonna be a really fun show. And like we've been rehearsing every week for it. We just had a dress rehearsal today. Yeah, I mean our gear is all set up. I mean, all we really need to do is invest in a band. Uh, band. <laughs> we've invested. <laughs> we, money. We, need a, we need a new band. Uh, no, in, in a band. In a van. Yeah, the yeah we're getting our own van. Like we spent most of this time di- like preparing us everything on the business side of things so we can support ourselves. So you know, doing all the legal stuff, the tax stuff. We're gonna get a loan and you know buy our own van outright because we've been like renting and dealing with all that. Yeah. And you know, just financially supporting them to support the marketing it takes to survive and get noticed or seen in any of this right now. Doing all that, like it's just so much money. And it's like, but it's like it's almost like you're wasting what you're creating if you're not it's putting it in front of as many people as you can yeah. see. It's like our only issue we've ever had is just getting our music in front of people. Yes. Yeah, right. And so, like Tyler said earlier, the click-through rate for Saving Vice is very good. And it's like, the people that listen to this are like, holy fuck. Yeah, like, you know like, I mean? and I'm like, I mean, this just, is actually good. Yeah, it's just stats. <laughs> and it's like, you know, we're like, I try to avoid ever like tooting around a horn. But like, if you go to most of our shit, you know, you might have for every one dislike, there's a hundred to a thousand likes. And like, it makes us feel confident right. that things are going to go well. And that's what keeps us our morale up, really. It's, you know, it's like, it's like a business. It's like, it's right. our passion. But if you don't treat it like a business, you're gonna have to get a label to do that for you, and we'd rather make our own money. Right. right. So it's, it's yeah, independent is so hard starting out, but we know in the long game it's gonna like really be good for our, our pockets and sure. also like, what we're just help fund what we're doing. Honestly, yeah, that's like, kind of the dream, right? To just do what you love and like make money doing that. So that's kind of exactly. what we're trying. Because it's like job do. jobs make it hard to tour. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah. yeah. For sure. But, yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, man. I think. I think that's a good place to end for this one. We'll definitely have to have you guys back on for sure. And we can go through tons of stuff because I didn't even get to a bunch of questions that I had. You want to ask maybe one more about like the album specifically or something? Yeah, if you have one more, we can do one more. The one I would end then since we're coming to the end here. Can you guys say what you've been most excited about? Obviously, you can't say that you've had this, this, this that happened because this is coming out after the album release. But what are you the most excited? Pick one thing from that album, from Hello There, that you're most excited for people to hear? Honestly, the I mean, all of the Blackbriar, but the ending of that song, I just chose a really weird thing to do vocally, and it came out so cool. It's one of my favorite things I did. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like, I, I would probably say the Blackbriar as well, as far as the song goes. Um, I, I feel like there's sometimes, I'll write a song that I think is re- like really good work, especially for me, and then like, Maybe the vocals fall a bit short. And then there's other songs that I feel like I could have been better at. And the vocals were really strong. Black Rider is a song where I think that we synced up perfectly. I think um, the lyrics, the vocal delivery, and the songwriting for myself is probably, I think it's the best release song that we put out. And I mean, you guys have all seen it by now, but like the music video I, is my favorite music video we've ever done. And then like, yep. and the just twin having the twins in it is so, right. it was just so sick. So that's yeah. probably. The Black Briar for me is probably the the highlight of this album. I think that's the song that's probably if there's any song that's gonna make us famous off this album, quote unquote famous, I yeah. think it would be that song. Um, I just see it doing very well. Uh, it's you know, got the euthanasia hell here vibes. Um, knock on know, wood, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, knock on wood, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm very excited to see people's reactions to that and just the overall album in general. Just like going from oh yeah, and I guess one other fun thing is People that listen to Eyes Up and say, like, oh, this is lame, like, pop punk, blah, you know, whatever, this is so shitty. 
can't believe they did this direction. And then they hear echoes from the gutter directly. after. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Right. We did it on purpose. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> no clean whatsoever. Yeah, it literally like takes you like dancing through a field of flowers and then just throws you into like a fucking yeah, spike trap. That was, like, that was some of the data remember homage right there. Going from pop punk to deathcore within right. a matter of one track, you know, so. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that is the perfect way to end here. So big shout out also, Kenjamin to Sammy and to Chase. I sent Chase a message after I heard the album. Uh, I was blown away by his vocal performance. And we will have links in the description of the episode so that if people didn't pick up the album yet, they definitely can. Maybe they get tickets to the March 7th show as well. But until then, what is the best way to support you guys? Pre-order the album. I mean, it's already out. <laughs> yeah. Order. Uh, honestly, order. literally like every... Every single thing that every fan has ever been like, guys, you got to do this. You got to come here. You got to play here. Buy the merch, buy the tickets, share the posts. Like they don't, it's like exposure is the hardest thing to get. It's the thing we, you waste right. the most money on as a band is just trying to Marketing, get your money. Yeah. Is trying to get your music in people's hands and just getting them to fucking right. look. And we've got a really strong fan base. Luckily, um, we kind of have a cult following developed already in like, um, you know, they've been awesome about sharing our stuff and like, you know what I mean? And just really helping get our music out there. But just any of the new folks listening, yeah, just listen to our music and like share it with people you think will like it. And I think there are a lot of people, you know, there's a song for everyone on here. I truly believe that. Yeah. So yep. I mean, yeah. any, but that's yeah, just like, listen and tell a friend, you tell one person yeah. and it's a domino effect, you know, yeah. and that's how you do it now. Exactly. There we go. Well, guys, I will state once again, I love this album. It will definitely be on my best of 2020, and I don't think it's going anywhere. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, I hope everyone gets a chance to listen, share it around, just like the guy said. It's really going to be worth your time, especially if you love, you know, old school metalcore, but with way more stuff added into it. So I would recommend everyone go out and get a copy of Hello Here, and then also Hello Here. Hello Here. What did I just say? What did I say? You basically get well. Did I say Hello Here? Yeah. Ah, it's, it's okay that was on purpose was like, hello there hello here hello there yes please hello go there. out and get hello there <laughs> thank you all right oh, thanks, fantastic yes thank you guys so much and we will definitely talk soon all right bye-bye bye bud